If you've ever asked for suggestions for what to watch next, then this podcast is for you. Okay, go. I'm Jen Keel. And I'm Danielle Maldonado. And you're listening to The Stereo Sisters. (laughs) We don't have an idiot scale. We're trying to talk with our eyes. (laughs) This is borderline so stupid, I don't even want to answer the question. I'm not going to go to jail for you or anybody. Something about this makes me feel like a six-year-old who's going to get some candy. Oh, you can't handle the truth. I'm feeling an ambush coming on. Welcome to Watch This, Not That, the podcast that tells you what to watch next on your favorite streaming source. Okay. Hey, everybody. So, hi, everybody. How are you today? Um, I'm good. How are you? Well, I was coerced. Okay, so this episode is about On the Verge. Which um, has put me on the verge. Oi, oi, oi. Which... So- yeah. On the verge. I will let you introduce because mine will verge, be full of opinions. On the verge is a series on Netflix. It is created by Julie Delpy, who is an a French woman, French actress who's been in things. Okay, so she's been in things. Anyway, you would know her if you saw her. And it however, is, I did not. Okay, she didn't. This is how I'm going to describe it. And then we can talk about and it And I'll or describe it too. I can no, be very I unopinionated. An, I want to do an easy description yes. first. I feel like it's like Sex in the City meets a Woody Allen movie that's a French film for women in their like 40s and 50s. Okay. I feel like it is like, if you want to use the, if you want to use the mirror of Sex in the City, then I feel like it's Sex in the City on like a, a lobotomy of mood stabilizing depressants. Oy vey. That is what it is like. Okay. Uh, in their so 40s. Women in their lit- 40s mid, and 50s. Right. Mid, like because late, Elizabeth Shue. Right. Late 40s. They say 50s. something about her when she turned 55. Right. So she's 55. Yeah, I mean, and, they're and absolutely the youngest our age. one is like 45, I think. They're right. So it's, that's what I'm saying. Right. Totally. It is for people. Women our age, I don't even think that a man would enjoy it at no. all. And clearly some women won't enjoy it. And, and I would like to interject this. <laughs> so first of all, I said to Danielle, you have to watch this. I watched the whole thing. I basically binge watched it in two days and I loved it. And I'm like, you have to watch this because it is, it's amazing. It's, it had been in the Netflix like I think it was number one on Netflix for a little bit for just a very short period of time and I said I was like you gotta watch this this needs to be our next podcast I love it and she was like okay well I'll give it a try and I kept telling her to watch it and I said you know Josie's not gonna like it so you might want to try and watch it by yourself so this is that was the deal yes and then when she was because we are always together right so then when she started watching it and she watched the first episode, and I don't even think she was through with the first episode. Oh my episode. gosh, I don't think I got through like 10 minutes of it. She typed to me on a text message, this sucks. And I have to tell you, it I don't even think sucks was the right was the right word. It was just like the fastest way I could get out my emotion. Right. So then I said, and she did not read this apparently. I said, okay, fine. Just read just watch three episodes and if you watch three episodes and you don't like it we can still do the podcast and we'll just do it that way that like you really didn't like it enough to finish it because i don't want you to waste your time watching the whole thing right 
Meanwhile, how many episodes did you wind up watching? I think I watched five, but I have to say because after like the third and a half episode, it stopped being so flat and horrifyingly negative. And some (laughs) of the characters started to grow a little bit of dimension beyond their sad, depressing lives. Okay, so So, I want to stop you here because this is what I want to (laughs) do. I like. I think that the first episode. I would agree that it's difficult because the first episode literally lays a foundation and a very thin foundation. Yeah. But I, I feel like so the first episode introduces all the characters, and that's really yeah. difficult to do because there are four characters who all have husbands or significant others of some sort and they all have children and one of the things that i thought was really interesting about this show is they all have boys yes and i but they also have girls only one of them has a girl because three of them have only children also so not only are they all boys three are only children yes are the boys all boys alone the boys are all boys alone except for L, who has the three kids, from three, three kids husbands. from three different husbands, two of which are boys. Right. So, so the one the, boy girl, it doesn't have a sibling. Right. Okay. Doesn't have a sibling. So, okay. So that was it. Was an important thing to be able to do to lay a foundation, but there were a lot of things that needed to be laid. Stop. Uh, I no no no. I should be able to say something about it. I'm not because, done. But but let me just interject in what is so important because but it's I, not just I what just they were say saying. I just want to say this one okay, thing. Go ahead. Is that as a mom of a boy. Okay, yes. Go ahead and say I it. enjoyed that because so many shows don't even touch on what a relationship is like between a mother and a son, let alone a mother and an only child son. Okay, fine. Let me tell you as a mom of an only child, not a son. I didn't even pick up on that because there was so much unhappiness in their lives with their relationships and their selves. Okay. That it was so difficult to watch because it was like they were just okay with their unhappiness. Listen, we haven't even described the story yet. You have to let me describe the story. Okay. So this is kind of what my take is. So the whole thing. um, So Julie's character is named Justine and Justine is a famous chef in LA. Truly famous. Oh, and her accent is so it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, listening to her speak both in English and in French right. is entrancing. Yes. And so one of the things I think that's really fascinating, and I love that they did this, is that it's basically a bilingual yes. series. And in the beginning, not a lot of it is French. But when it is French, it's subtitles. Because her and her husband only speak French together. And she and her husband only speak French to, well, not, that's 90, true. 95% she, of the time. She speaks English to her son but mostly. But her, anytime husband, her husband's around, she, because she he's Right, because he's very upset that he's not right. learning he's a Frank, French. He is, right, he's a, what is the word? Not a no. Francophile, but there's a word for it. For the fact that he thinks English people are stupid, Americans are stupid. It's that he is very anti-American. He and is very, very pro, anti-American. Pro-French. Right, okay. So anyway, but Justine. That's his character. It is, but Justine's, Justine is the main character. And the the running story and why she is on, she's the narrator, basically, yes, which of the is show. beautiful because her voice is beautiful. It is. And what it is is she's supposed to be writing 
a cookbook. And the cookbook that they want her to write is kind of like a barefoot Contessa type cookbook where they want her to write these beautiful home recipes and with the recipes, a little story about life as a mom or life as a parent or life and family. But what winds up happening is she has so much angst in her life and she's so unhappy in her marriage and raising her child in the way she wants, but still making her husband happy is so difficult for her that when she's writing these recipes, she actually starts writing just crazy existential stuff. And so the whole first episode, she's literally talking about existence and about how life is a whole. And she gets into this whole thing about life being a whole. And then she starts going, you know, it's like a hole in the world or a hole in your head or a hole, a butthole. Like the whole time she's talking about that, you're meeting all the characters. So that's running through But really, it was a hole in her heart. Yes. And that's where it got to. It was a hole in her heart. And while she's doing that, She's, you're meeting all the characters. And everybody had a hole in their heart. everybody does have some sort of hole in their heart. Exactly. And she's trying to figure out what life would be like if it was just her. That's part of what she's talking about. What would life be like if I didn't have a husband? If I didn't have a child? What would my life be like? And she's writing all of that. So, But in code. I mean, not in. No, she says that. In the first episode, she says, and then she says it's like a giant hole. Right. But she writes it beautiful. She she uses such beautiful metaphors in all of her language. It is. The language is gorgeous. And that's why I'm saying, that's why I say it's kind of like a Woody Allen movie because there's all that angst and almost cringiness angst. But then it's also like a French film because the language that she uses is beautiful. And because she, she, it's half, it's bilingual. But also because she chooses such beautifully eloquent um, words right. to describe her feelings, emotions, yes. and not her metaphors being, are amazing. And not being they too are. Clean. She's actually speaking okay. around it. So the the thing is, don't, husband, don't monopolize the whole no, thing. No, I want to tell the story. I want to just tell the story. We didn't okay, even tell the story. Back and say okay. nothing. No, shut up. There's four you're gonna women. You're going to listen to this and you're going to hear that okay. all you're doing is talking. No, I just want to say the story and then we can talk about it. But you just spent there the whole four... five minutes talking about well, the other thing. But that's because you kept interjecting. No, I said nothing. Stop. Okay. Four women. Okay. Justine, who is the chef. Okay. Jasmine, who has been Jasmine, Jasmine, and Yasmin, by the way. I don't think you noticed that. Oh, I sure that. did notice okay. that. It made me so, flipping crazy. So she is, but see, that's part of the story. So she well, is, so she's married. She is like so intense and, and up and down emotionally and making her husband crazy and making her child crazy. And making her friends crazy. And making her and friends making crazy. And making the audience crazy. Okay. And then there is Elle and she is, um, she's divorced has three children with three different husbands, and one of them is functional, and then the and other she's ones are almost pretty, but right. very skinny and cannot hold a job down to save right. her life. And then there's Anne, who smokes pot a lot. She's a clothing designer. Elizabeth Shue. Right, she's Elizabeth Shue, but Anne. And I love and her hair. She's totally. She's married. She thinks she's very happily married. But she's they, high all the time. But she's high all the time, and so is her husband. She actually says, You gotta catch me up. Before noon, if, yes. if you want me to not be high when you're talking to me. She's a clothing designer. And very she has successful. Very, 
Well, how many episodes have you watched? Have you seen the episode where they talk about how successful? Oh, she right. Is? No, no, no. She's not. She gets all her money from her mom. Her money all comes from her mother, and she thinks she's very successful. But it turns out that the great thing is the business is a loss. Right for her mom. So right. So um, so then right. Anne and they all have the sons, and Anne's son is not sure if he's a boy or he's a girl. He's and a he's boy also, girl. Right. And he's like, am I gay? And she's like, you know what? We don't need to talk about that. So he doesn't even know. He's just a boy who likes fashion because his mother is a designer and does fashion. And no decision has been made beyond that. Right. And Justine's son is a thinker. And that's yes. really cool. And he's yes. very obsessed with the Beatles. But what he's obsessed about is their lives. And right. would this have changed it? If if this had happened, would it have changed well, the world? And, and if John Lennon she's had lived. constantly talking about the same thing. Right. What would life have been like if this person wasn't here? Right. And that's what she's there. like. If John Lennon had survived, do you think the world would be a better place? So that's an interesting piece. And then... Um, Jasmine's son is... Super sporty. Is super, super sporty. But he... like. His mom is kind of, is messing him up. Total mama's boy. Like, she is so overprotective of him. Okay, so those are the characters. And say what you want now. Okay, so. Because I have more to say. but I'm sure you do. I have a ton to say. Well, there's so much to say. So without giving away too much, one of the things I really want to say about this is that part of what's difficult to watch is that while everything is so rich and it's like Woody Allen, it's not Woody Allen like with the with the sun out. It's and it's not even like the clouds and it's raining. It's like it immediately makes you feel so sad for these people because they are truly bereft in their heart because they're in a very unhappy place in their lives because they're already at this point in their life and they've been unhappy for so many years and their path is not the path that they've wanted and. How did they get here? And they're already here. And that's so gut-wrenching. Being of this age, thinking somebody got here and they're stuck. And then you see it all laying out. And so watching that many episodes, like I say, like, but to three and a half episodes. Now, can I give away some plot things? Can I say right now there's going to be a spoiler? Or no, do you want me to wait? Because what just I... Just wait before a I give a, Okay. Before I give an actual spoiler, what I want to say is, like, it was just so incredibly uninteresting until all of a sudden... One plot twist, only one of the plot twists, actually piqued my interest because you know what I like and I'm not going to say anything else. And then all of a sudden I was like, maybe I'll keep watching because how on earth, this came out of flipping nowhere. Okay. Okay, go. Okay. So here's what I want to say because I want to respond to what you said. This moment in a woman's life for, I would say, 75% of women is midlife crisis, full-on midlife crisis. And I would say that all these women are in that spot. They're all in this weird land where they are. They're looking back at their life and they're saying, what did I do? Did I do something good with my life? Am I happy with my life? Could I have done things differently? Should I do things differently moving forward? Is there a way for me to do things differently moving forward? And I would say that, your personality doesn't experience that type of, um, I don't want to say you're not introspective, but, I do but that, that type but I do of introspection. really short, and then I immediately, but, like, like I look at it and I'm like, okay, I really want this. How do I get there? Yeah, but that's and different. Then I do because it because I, they have also in their lives felt like, for instance, who said it? I married him. Oh, Yasmin. 
I married him when I was 26 year old, 26 years old. What did I know when I was 26 years old? I, I was, I was a completely different person then. And I right. think that that is something. If you were to sit down in a room with 10 women who are of our age right. and are being 100% completely honest, you would hear that from at least three quarters of them. I would agree too. Don't you but wish we traveled more and did all those I don't, things? But it's not that. It's oh. less than, it's more than that. It's, you know, did I make the right decision about the relationship that I'm in for the rest of my life? Oh. That's what I think a lot of these people are asking, uh, the women are asking, and with the exception of Anne, who is basically saying, I thought I made the right decision, and now I'm being completely blindsided by my husband saying, he didn't make the right decision. Oh, and it right, gives her the opportunity to actually, now all of a sudden she's wondering the same thing, which she wasn't before. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying and you're actually feeling the exact opposite thing that I was feeling. So right. I connected with them a hundred percent. Right. I think I have felt everything that they all felt. And I, and felt. so I'm right. So for me, the show was cathartic. It was. But don't you find it interesting that Anne, who said she did, she was blindsided by it, didn't feel any sadness. She felt sadness for a little while, but not because, real. No, see, you missed the part because you didn't watch the whole thing. So later on, she's like, she did because. Well, she doesn't believe he's really leaving. She keeps kind of calling it his place in the city and thinks he's going to come back. But he's sleeping and, around. But we're, we weren't, we didn't know that in the beginning. When she, so, okay, I want to make sure that, I want to just say a couple things before we get into spoilers, because this is really going to be a spoiler. Okay. So one of the things I want to say is about the husbands, like for instance, Martine, who is Justine's husband, okay? Yes. He is really unkind to her he tells her she looks fat like the first episode is when you get all these glimpses he tells her she looks fat in the dress that she's wearing it's a new dress what do you think he thinks it makes her look frumpy she says oh yeah so she agrees with him which but is wait, a horrible thing i have to say something but she did look frumpy it doesn't matter her, that was the funniest part of it which was like it was the quintessential stereotype of every part of everything the writers did the most beautiful job she wrote it she, she wrote it. Okay. So she did a beautiful job. So taking away the emotion of right. connecting with it. Let's like give kudos to writers on this piece because, and costumers and acting and everything. Because when she walked in, I looked at that dress and I thought, right. what the hell is she wearing? Yeah. And she walked in and she asked, how do I look? And I just thought, okay, here comes. And he was just no emotion. He, he looked terrible on that. That looks, just, you know, whatever. And he just kind of like, it's the whole French expressions, mm -hmm. everything beautiful, the language smooth, like butter comes off of, out of his mouth. And she's just like, okay, well then, you know, I need to put something else on, you know, like, but you can see but the glimmer. But she doesn't, so she puts her jacket right. on over it. But, but the flicker in her face yes. was, was just like, okay, stoic, be strong, fix it. Right. And move because but you have to do something. she also defers to him constantly. So when he puts her down, she accepts it. And she just keeps, it's like, you, I feel like you just see her, her shoulders like withdrawing into herself more and more. She, he, he's, he wants to put the cat to sleep. He hates the cat. But she doesn't. No, but he's constantly, you miss also later, I mean, it's not much of a spoiler, where he literally says, I made the appointment 
for the cat for tomorrow. <laughs> so the cat is fine. He's got he, the cat's constantly pooping all over pooping the house. all over the house. He's got brain cancer, kidney failure, like all this stuff. But he's fine, and he's well. He can I jump mean, up on the counter. He right. can. But, eat but he has no control. No, over but he has his... no control. So he poops wherever he wants, basically. Right. But he's fine. Otherwise, we would not put a cat to no, sleep. No, definitely like wouldn't. What we would do is we would limit him to a space in the house. Right. However. So okay. So that that relationship is super important. But it's so funny too because I have to say, like in that. Like, I, I do say to my husband, how do I look? And he will look at me, and if I do not look good, now he would not say to me, that looks frumpy, but he'll be like, you know, those kinds of clothes don't look good on you. Right. But he won't be cold, callous. No, and he is cold and callous, right. and really, he's a very unhappy man because oh he God. followed her from France. And he is says stuff. Like, I oh, saw yes. the stuff that he says. I just And then he weeps openly. And one of the lines that he said, and that was... When he became like an open, outward, complete jackass, that was, and I realized, that was actually when I did start to like watching yeah, it. Yeah, because he, he was... Said, he said, you're the successful one, and I'm really the more talented yes. one. And right. I just thought that was you so thought, funny. Right, because you All thought sudden, he was opening up to her. You felt like, okay, he's going to open up to her. No, and I didn't. I say, just thought he was crying well, he being was, an asshole. But well, I, see, I thought he was crying and he was going to open up to her, no. and he was going to say... And he was saying, you know, you really are the talented, you you really, you know, you're so successful, whatever, you know, and I feel so bad because you're successful and I'm not. But instead he says, you're successful and I'm really the yeah. talented No, I one. wasn't even, I, I yeah. mean, well, I love I the want, fact that I, he's an asshole. Yeah. And that to me so, is comedy. Like now right. finally, there's finally freaking real comedy in yes. here. Yes. And there was, but there was comedy but it was because the wrong like kind of comedy because it was depression at the, like to me it was like sadness watching them just like wallow in their like oh okay so let's do some things okay. that could be spoilers here's total spoiler Yasmin wait is wait, like, wait 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 stop oh, okay no. okay no, 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 all right you can't do a spoiler no 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 what I mean is if you don't want to hear any spoilers right now okay. please turn us off otherwise you know you get what you pay for right okay <laughs> or don't pay for it. get it for free right. Yasmin is a spy. Yeah. Okay. Craziness, now, right? to me, that was like, this is what I think. I think when, because after watching episodes, I feel like maybe, maybe or not, I have some window into some world of how things work in the <laughs> land of production of writing shows. But like the first couple episodes, people are like, mm, you got to do something. Some character has to be something. So they figured, they keep playing up this thing about Yasmin, Yasmin, whatever, that she's Muslim. She keeps saying comments about right, her, being, her being, imagine being a Muslim, a black Muslim, a this, whatever. Right. A woman who's a black Muslim. And she always says that, you know, if I can, I can be that, I can do anything. She's always, she right. is kind of, well, what about, so in the first episode, she goes in for an interview. Right. Right. And in that interview, she thinks she wants to go back to work and it's some sort of a political job. Right. And she thinks I'm the perfect person for this because besides the fact that I am very political, I am a woman who's a black Muslim. Right. So she thinks that that is the reason why she should get the job no matter what. And I think she walks in that door believing she's got the job. Right. Right. So she's in there and she's interviewing and she's even saying, you know, and I worked with Obama. Right. And you watch the woman who's interviewing her is a millennial. She can't be older than... 30. Tops. Right? Tops. Tops. So she Maybe can't 26. Be yeah, exactly. So she's interviewing her, and when she says the Obama thing, her eyes kind of get a little wide, and then she starts talking to her about 
how she might be a little too senior for this. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind starting at the bottom. I'll do anything. And she's like, no, what I mean is you might find the people you work with a little juvenile. And she's like, what are you trying to say? You know, and then, you know, when the woman starts kind of trying more to explain it, Jasmine starts having a panic attack, yeah. right? And she's like breathing really hard and she's holding onto her chest. And the woman who's interviewing her is like, what's going on here? What's going on? And she's like, are you having a heart attack? Do I need to call someone? And she's like, I'm having a panic attack. I'm 45, not 75. And that was, and then she goes back home. And what does she, do you remember what she tells her husband when her husband says that she didn't go, that she didn't, she didn't she even did, go well, to the interview. She thought she, she would be overqualified. So she didn't, she even decided bother. not to even go. So she doesn't even tell the truth. So there's all these like pieces of her. So when you find that out first, I thought she was having an affair when you first hear the first initial right, But phone I almost call. felt like they just, they didn't decide what she was or who she was yet. But see, I think that just, if you would watch the whole thing, you would see, because this is what you find out. She, she did work for, I don't remember if it was the FBI or the CIA. She did as a translator. Okay. So she wasn't a spy. She was a translator. Now she did translate sensitive things between spies and whatever okay. she did. So you find out that she was actually a translator. She was done. She retired, but they needed her to come back in because of what they needed translated. She works with her cousin. Right. Who's, who's in the organization. He hasn't left. And he, which you also learn later, actually has a crush on her, which is weird because they're cousins. Okay, so that's just a brief thing they touch on towards the end. The other thing that you don't realize is what she's spying on when she's doing... First of all, how much of it did you see? She's well, like hiding in the closet. Did yeah, you see that talking kind of in stuff? her shoes. Right. And that they ask her if she thinks that her husband is actually a spy. Right, right. And... Because her husband goes on this big business vacation right, where it basically means with like the, the prince sheep. of Saudi. Oh, is that who it it's is? The and prince then, right, of Saudi got a tiger and blah, blah, blah. Right. So there's that whole thing. And there is the whole tie-in. But, tie but she's like an emotional wreck. Dude, she is like mental deficiencies. Yes, she, she's like, she, she's you know bipolar. She's bipolar. She's full on bipolar. I mean, she 100%. You know people who are like her who are like highs, lows, highs, lows. I mean, she just. Right. And whenever she freaks out. She attaches to her son, yeah. which freaks her son out. It makes her son uncomfortable. And her son at one point even talks to the dad about how, okay, so mom is so happy these days. Doesn't that seem great, right? Well, she's happy when she's doing the work, when she was doing the translating. That's what was making her really happy. She had a purpose. But the husband thought she was having an affair. And remember when her son finds the phone and makes the spaceship out of it? So the son finds the phone that she's been using and he finds it and he makes a spaceship out of it because it's a flip phone. He oh, doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> so he makes a spaceship out of it. So then she had to try and get it back. So, okay. A lot of stuff happens. I think it's a really, to well, but me. So this is my, I think it's a, so here you go, people of the world listening to Stereo Sisters because we're awesome. Um, the, the truth is that it really depends on where you come from and what you like. But I would have to say that like the writing is truly beautiful, but there is so much emotion that is packed into this show that this is really one of those amazingly well done shows that you have to decide how much you really. <laughs> that was Tammy Lou, everybody. She's watching us and she wants attention that you have to decide how much 
you want out of the show and how much you're willing to give back to the show. But it's, it is well done after episode three and a half. Three. Okay, so here's what three. I also want to say about that. When I got to the end of this, what I realized is more than anything, it was very much like a French film. French films yes. are very like that. They can be very, very even without, without being very deep and yet be deep. Because one of the things that I want to say, even about episode one, is that at the end of the episode, she says everybody, everything, she's telling the whole story about, you know, the heart has a hole, your butthole, all that <laughs> stuff. But then she says, how do you manage not to fall into the black hole? And I really felt like that's what sets the tone yes. for the whole thing. That is exactly that is, what is happening with all these women. They are trying not to fall into the black hole. Right. They're trying to keep themselves above water and see. All of them are trying to figure out who they are right. apart from other people. Now, I have to say, did you see the, you saw the Italian dinner scene. Oh my gosh, the Italian dinner okay. scene. Like was in, because, but it's hilarious. Is yes, it not hilarious? It's hilarious, and the couple that ends up like having this whole huge fight. That the okay, whole wait, thing wait, wait. Was about. Can we just say okay? Let's okay, spoiler, spoiler. If this is a true spoiler, because it's almost telling you all of. I think this is episode two, yes. where they are having an. Italian, but it's not an Italian dinner. No, no, no. So Justine is hosting the best fr- one of Martine's best friends and his wife are coming to dinner and they're making a dinner party and he she invites all of her friends Correct. and it's she has decided it's going to be an italian night yes. however martine is like what are you doing we can't have an italian dinner night because his wife cheated on him with an italian man <laughs> so he can't have any reminders of italian stuff or he goes crazy and martine basically blames her thinking she's doing it on purpose. Right. Don't you remember I told you? Why would you do this to me? It becomes all about him. Because everything is. I mean, he and, is such a narcissist. Right. So she's apologizing, apologizing. So she's saying it's going to be Corsican. All night. Because so every night, the whole night when people walk in, oh, I love Italian. I mean, Corsican food. I mean, everything. It was she like. She has to tell everybody, everybody, you have to, it's Corsican, Corsican, Corsican. She even made up a dish with couscous and right. threw like figs in it or Which something. Which is amazing because then she put it in the cook. Yes. So that day, that recipe go, is the one that goes into her cookbook. Is yes. the one she made up by putting, I and think, that, it was by putting like artichoke hearts or yes, something, like, whatever something. it was. It was very funny. And but and then like even when Elle comes in and has a bottle of Chianti, yes. like how do you pass off Chianti? <laughs> oh, and then and Anne tells her husband, hurry up and put on a playlist that's not Italian. Oh my French. gosh, wait, put on a French but playlist. let's have the best story of them all. What? How they talk about how they actually met because one of them slept with somebody else. And oh then, my god! And they kept using the F word. Yes. And, and the, they're telling about how they met Justine. Because she's right. saying, how did you all meet each other? And they all met each other basically. Because they were sleeping with the same Justine guy. Justine was sleeping with a guy. She had sex without a condom. She was worried he had <laughs> STDs. So she tried. So AIDS. one of them. It AIDS. was AIDS. Right. She was afraid she was going to get AIDS because it was the early 90s. Right. And so then they... Through Elle knew Anne who had slept, or was it Anne who knew Elle who had already slept with the guy? Right, and so and couldn't been, believe that she even slept with him because he was such like a like weird guy or something. Yeah, like and that. but then she's like, okay, she would already know if she had AIDS, so call her <laughs> to see if she's had a, a test right. and if she has AIDS. I mean, it's hilariously, and he is 
mortified. Yeah. Martina's mortified because but, they're just telling the story like, like it's, it's a no, no big deal because they're our best friends, it and that's is. how bad. And that, that was beautiful, though. I do have to say the relationship between the women was real, like it all was. of us, and the way that we are all friends it and was. like love each other. And it was, and the way they were there for each other, yes. regardless of yes. how cuckoo they were being, and they regardless always of their husbands rallied, or their children yep, or anything. But they always rallied around each other, always, honestly and truthfully. Yeah, and that was an amazing thing. The friendship was really beautiful. And by the way, in the end, the French thing totally did backfire. He figured it out. They had a whole fight. She was, he was calling her a whore. I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. And also, here was a time where there was a rift between Jasmine and her husband. Yes. Because they had, she, Jasmine oh. was, there was, it was a whole thing about lies and she couldn't handle any more lies. And, and because she was telling lies about who she was. Okay. I mean, there's so much to unpack when it comes to the this show. show. And Correct. There, because we could go through every episode and I could say all these things that I thought were amazing about the show. And anyway. Let's talk. Let's just quickly. Can we run down who the actresses are in this? And well, I just think we should say who the the women are in this. And I would like. Wait, to... why don't we do some people who we love? Like I who like is our favorite. First of all, the fact that Giovanni Ribisi from Friends. I mean, that's to me like how I know him. Don't you remember? He's Phoebe's freaking brother. Oh, he's Phoebe's brother. Right. So, but meanwhile, let me just get this. So, my 13-year-old daughter is now, quote, air quotes, air quotes, allowed to watch Friends. So, we're watching Friends from the beginning. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Watch, I mean, we I watched Friends when it was on NBC, like, sat down, made it, like, big old thing when it was, because it was huge, right, right, right. right? For sure. I watched it like that. And so, now I'm watching it with her. And so, watching, you know, Phoebe have her brother. Her brother gets the girlfriend slash wife, has right. a date, like, the has, whole thing. Yeah. And I'm watching him be, like, this dopey, like, totally stupid 18-year-old who marries, like, a 30-year-old woman kind of thing. And now he's like this smarmy guy who is Justine's partner, remember? In the right. business, no, in the no, restaurant. I know. And he's other things too. He's been yeah. in other things he, too. Okay, but he's also Elle's, like, he's the guy who essentially well, right. is a, he's a sex addiction. He has a sex addiction, but it's totally Elle's fault that anything happens between them. And this is first episode two, by the way, where you meet Jerry, who is Justine's partner, but you don't realize that at first. He's with Elle, they went out to dinner. And Elle starts crying about how did she do this? How did she get here? And that's the whole show. How did they get there? How do you not fall in the black hole? So right. she's crying. How did I get here? How did I wind up with three different kids, with three different husbands? And she says stuff like that also in front of her three children. Oh, all the time. And each child is a different race, yes. by the way. One is Asian. But well, one is half Asian, one is half black, and one is Caucasian. So yep. she talks about that too in front of them. Yep. The kids are cuckoo. Oh, also in the beginning, you see that the something happens with the little boy and mm. the fish, and he's slapping her with the fish. Oh. Don't you remember? No. So he's slapping her with this fish, and they're in this, and he's like, I don't understand. Fish are dead when I eat them. Like he, so he becomes at the end. He becomes a YouTube star. I did see. Well, they created a YouTube show, right? So they about first it was the family, but then it turned out that it was him. He was like the star of the YouTube show. So at first she's trying to get him to be an actor, right? And, and, and oh my gosh, and yes. it's hilarious because he has a serious personality. Like mm-hmm. this kid has a personality. But he also doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing because she's so scattered. So anyway. Well, because like she gave up raising him. Yeah. She just, she she gave up raising children. Right. 
So anyway, she um, has a, a sexual encounter with Jerry in the car. And Jerry gives her a blank check. Yeah. But he was going to give her the blank check anyway. It was to help her out with money because she's got so many problems with money. But the way that it panned out, it oh looked like he was paying her for sex. Right. And that was a whole funny storyline that was going through there. But yeah, he his little bits in and out were... But he's so well-placed in that show. He, that's what I mean. Which they is, again, really the writing on this is the perfect. The writing, the and directing, the casting. and the casting. And that's what I'm saying. So either you can handle the story or you can't because everything else is perfect. Right. Well, like I said, it's just, it's the misery of the women is just, it's unhappy to watch. It's unhappy to watch everybody be so unhappy. Yeah. And for people who are living lives that are, lives that are like that. It's very cathartic right. to be like, okay, I'm not the only one who's kind of going through a midlife crisis right now. They say it. Misery loves company. Yes. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. But I think that's incorrect. Okay. So the actresses oh. are... Alexia Landau, Julie Delphi. So who plays oh, what? L. Sorry. L. Okay. Okay. Julie Delphi, we've said a bunch of times, is Justine. Justine. Um, Elizabeth Shue is Anne. Sarah Jones. Yeah. But Julie Delpy. Delpy? Delpy. It's oh. D-E-L-P-Y. Everyone this is crazy. Julie okay, Delpy. so Sarah Jones is Yasmin, Yasmin. And Jasmine. And, and Jasmine. Right. And okay, now here, and we already said about um, Giovanni Ribisi is Jerry, but this is crazy who Martine actually is. Yeah, but he's, this is such an old picture of him. It is, however... They make Martine, they put a mustache on him, they put big old craggy black glasses on him. Oh, right. Like, he's actually handsome in real life, but you really, well, he's so French, and you really come to dislike him so fast. Because he's incredibly, he is the true quintessential male French stereotype. And he's so chauvinistic. Academic. He is, and he's so chauvinistic. And it's really hard for him, obviously. I know we're kind of talking in circles right now about that, but anyway... Who, so is that, who's the standout for you? Who's the standout for you? Well, I love Elizabeth Shue's hair. I just can't get enough of it. I'm sorry. And I love her personality, but she's too flighty. She reminds me of all like the bad friends I've had in my life. The ones who like. But she's not a bad friend. I know she's not a bad friend because she clearly is a business person and she has all these other things. But she's the first one who's like, we need to go help. Right. Well, Sure. I get that part because all the other parts of her life are together because she's never had to work a real hard day in her life because she has all the money she could ever need. But the other parts of her, she's flighty. Like if she actually had to really work, she would be a flighty person. And look at how she lets her au pair walk all over. Dude. At first I was trying to figure out who that was and I'm like, holy crap, that's an au pair. That is, I, she has every part of an au pair I've ever had. And had. Yeah. Right. Right. All the bad things. We have had au pairs that have had those personality traits. And then you know what? When the au pair was like, oh my gosh, you're going to hit me. I'm pregnant. And you know what I felt like saying? Yeah. Oh, but, sorry. Why don't you just go back yeah, to your country? Go back. Goodbye. Right. Go run along. And instead she totally takes care of her. Oh no, man. I was just like, oh, this yeah, sucks. Send away. Okay. So. Yeah. So no, I didn't like her at all. Yeah. Well, fact, I mean, I, I think that the fact is, is that Julie was excellent. I yeah. don't think that anybody could outshine her. And one of the things I kind of feel like we miss saying is that after the first episode, I think that all the rest of the episodes are almost 50% French. Yes. Because but I, and that is also why I love Martine because he is so hateable. He's almost like a Rumpelstiltskin character in that way. Yeah. Because if you want to talk about acting. Yeah. 
Oh, he is incredible. You hate him. You hate him. When he comes on, you cringe. You feel terrible. He makes her feel bad. You feel bad. You are angry. Every emotion that he is meant to create, he does just yes. by his presence in the view right. of the scene. Yeah. But it's the writing. Correct. It's the writing. However, he's an amazing actor. So it's the same. Right, it's, it's the delivery you know, as well. It is, there couldn't have been. So, I mean, I think in general, that couple is like the right standouts they shine they make the story the story and she i mean i want to like bow at her feet for being able to write something like this it makes me not want to write because it was incredible but maybe it inspires you instead. okay sure yes. no black hole big bright sun oh my gosh <laughs> if you guys listen to all our podcasts that should not surprise you Anyhow, okay. so there that's it. I mean, I would have to say it's really, truly two different views, the yin and the For yang. Sure. Oh, I'm really interested. How many stars would you give it? I cannot give it five. I know. I mean, I could give it four. Yeah, see, that's what's interesting about it is as much as you don't like it, you recognize how good I it re is. Yes, I recognize the true quality in all of it, but I, I am so... I'm giving it 10 out of five stars. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it like <laughs> darkens my day. I know. You know? Yeah. I know. I hear what you're saying. And instead I'm watching it again for the second yeah, time. Yeah. I like chose choose to watch like Love Boat. Yeah. And, but I watch Love Boat. Yeah. No, I don't have enough time in my day to then also watch Love Boat. Right. So, okay guys. Oh, so have a wonderful day. Yeah. And, um, and uh, listen to our podcast and please like us and subscribe. Yeah. And, um, and thanks for leaving. This has been Watch This, Not That with the Stereo Sisters. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you did, please follow us on whatever podcast service you're using. We would also love for you to check us out on our Facebook page where we do lots of fun live videos. Follow us on Instagram, even though that's kind of lame, but maybe you can help us make it better. And check out our website where we're going to have lots of bonus podcasts that don't make it to our channel where we interview the people who asked us to watch these shows and try and figure out why they thought we'd like them. We're happy to take your requests, so make sure you DM us either on our Facebook page at The Stereo Sisters or on Instagram at The Stereo Sisters Podcast. Our website is thestereosisters.com, and we hope to see you again soon.